What's up, guys and girls and everyone else? Uh, thanks again for joining me to another episode of the Backbone Zone. My name's Tyson. I am the co-owner of Backbone BMX. And dang, we've made it to episode 16. I can't even believe it. Uh, it's been pretty fun to be able to do these. I know I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but uh, it's cool to bring new ideas and, and bring... Um, just ideas that I have in my head, and then as well as that, uh, be able to go and speak to other riders that have, you know, they they're on their own journey, and it's and it's um, unique and individual for them. And I love being able to glean a little bit of insight into the way that they do things, and especially if it might be different to me. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of riders on the podcast so far, but. Uh, you know, last week we had Brandon Lupos on, who no doubt you know as one of the most competitive BMX riders on the planet. The dude can do every trick, and he, you know, he's gone through a bit at the moment, but uh, with a, you know, the knee surgery. But you know, I won't get into it this week. That was last week's episode, but definitely go and listen to it if um, if you would like. This week. I am on my my uh, on my lonesome, but I have a few things that I wanted to share. Just because I've actually had quite a number of people reach out to me since this podcast has been going, which is super cool. Um, yeah, thanks to everyone who's you know DM'd me or written emails, things like that. It's been you know super appreciative, uh, appreciated, um, and I am super appreciative of it. One of the things that kind of keeps coming up with, uh, you know, the the messages that I'm getting is just to talk about injury and also just to talk about, you know, wearing helmets and things like that. Uh, you know, protecting yourself, I guess, from from crashing. I am a big fan of wearing helmets. That's for sure. Um, I'm not going to give anyone any, any advice, but. You know, I thought I'd just share my personal experience with you all and then you can take from it what what you will, you know, whether you wear a helmet after this episode or not. It's totally up to you. But, you know, my personal experience with it and um, I guess one of the big things that I wanted to talk about was, in fact, what has come that has been super positive from the injuries that I've had and um, yeah, I guess what I've learned. So if you want to learn more about that, then this is the episode. So uh, yeah, so I've had, I personally have had um, many serious injuries. I've probably had an injury, a hospitalization injury uh, many, many times. I've, I've broken, I've, you know, torn both ligaments in both my shoulders, broken ribs, broken collarbones, broken legs, broken arms. Uh, recently did like a partial MCL tear on my knee. But the two biggest injuries that I've had is actually two skull fractures uh, and like bleeding brains. So I actually had a skull fracture when I was 21 and I had crashed not wearing a helmet. I just crashed at Western Creek Skate Park. 
and just doing a table air, something that I'd done plenty of times before. And my top foot slipped off the pedal somehow. I guess when you rotate your foot in to do a table, my foot sort of slid off the pedal completely. And uh, I was in the circle bowl at Western, and it kind of kept me in that tabled position. And I landed sideways and whipped the back of my head into the concrete, and I wasn't wearing a helmet. And I didn't actually get knocked out, which is very lucky. Um, Well, I guess, you know, kind of lucky. I'd never been knocked out before. I'd been a little bit concussed before crashing, but this is the first time I felt, I think I must have just got a flash KO or something because there's no real big uh, long, you know, minute, five-minute knockout or anything like that. Anyway, I got picked up um, by my mates, sort of sitting around. I felt horrible, uh, very dizzy and things like that. Got taken back to the house that I was living in, which was like a BMX share house. And like I said, I was 21 at the time, no helmet. And uh, at the time, there was no... Helmets are a lot more commonplace now than they were back then, believe it or not. Um, you could go to the skate park and the majority of people wouldn't be wearing a helmet. But anyhow, so I went home. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, she kind of looked after me. I had a, well, I didn't drive home. I got driven home by my friend Russell. And I couldn't really keep conscious. Uh, I'd always be wanting to go sort of back to sleep I guess and uh, my friends who had been around concussions a little bit more they said that you know I guess you'll be right (laughs) you'll be okay just you know keep an eye on keep an eye on him and things like that anyway I spent the whole night uh, basically not being able to from that afternoon all the way through just not ever being able to stay awake always wanting to essentially go unconscious um which sounds silly thinking back in it i was throwing up multiple times i actually thought that i threw up blood but i'm not sure it was you know i was pretty out of it but i um you know it doesn't make sense looking back at it but for some reason i threw up red so anyway yeah threw a bunch of times anyway no one really thought to take me to the hospital and I never really said to take me to the hospital. I guess I wasn't really in a state to take um, myself to the hospital or to really even make that choice. And like I said, because I didn't actually get fully knocked out, no one was like, oh man, this guy needs to go to the hospital ASAP. So that was Friday afternoon. I spent the whole of Saturday basically lying outside uh underneath our deck on our back porch and um couldn't really do anything quite a few people i think were checking on me uh from memory uh memory is pretty hazy at that point (laughs) anyway sunday rolls around and i'm not feeling any better uh i'm still basically got the worst headache or i guess migraine you could call it that i've ever had couldn't even really stand, uh, you know, without being very dizzy. 
somehow got my friend to take me to Woolworths because at this point I hadn't taken any Panadol or anything like that. Um, went to went to Woolworths, which is a shopping, you know, like a supermarket down the road, uh, to go get some sort of like pain relief. I remember coming out of there after not even really being able to walk properly and just saying to my friend, look, I think I need to go to the hospital. Um, so it had been a couple of days since then. Anyway, got to the hospital, got admitted into the emergency, told them what happened, uh, got a bunch of scans. And as it turned out, I actually fractured the back of my skull just here. And uh, yes, yeah, just at the back of my head. And... Uh, I had a bleeding brain that was quite severe, a subdural hematoma is what it's called. The doctors at that point, uh, you know, had told me that I definitely should have come into the hospital earlier. (laughs) Um, They said that it probably would have been an instance where I could have been in a coma at any point in, in that time. I had enough blood in my brain that was, they would generally from what I can remember from the conversation, it was all a bit blurry, but they said that they would normally drill into the back of my skull and relieve that sort of pressure, but um, I didn't. And at that point, because it was two days later, the blood had actually congealed in my head and uh, they just had to monitor me closely. So anyway, I spent 12 days in hospital uh, for that one and... um, you know, I think maybe four or five days in ICU because of that. And then after that, I actually spent, uh, they said that I, it was very strict, six months, no physical activity. Otherwise, you know, because my the my skull um, integrity is compromised and that was like a serious thing. And then I actually didn't start riding properly until about nine months later. So that was an interesting time. And then actually uh, about 18 months after that, I, so I started wearing a helmet full-time. I actually was wearing one of those Protec uh, Bucky Lasek helmets. And I ended up crashing again at uh, Woden. I might actually put the crash on my Instagram. It's fairly gnarly, but I actually crashed the, at the front of my head. So the left-hand side of my face and fractured my cheekbone, eye socket and skull. And that I spent in, um, I spent 10 days in hospital again. That was actually the worst, the, the, the worst of the two in terms of my personal experience with it. When I crashed, my friend Billy, who was actually filming a trick that I had done, I'm actually pretty proud of, I, I landed the trick and then, but didn't land it well enough. So I, uh did it about another three times and then on the f- you know fourth or fifth time i just missed my pop it was the transfer into the bowl at woden again i'll probably f- i'll find the, the footage and put it on my instagram for anyone who wants to watch it but yeah i missed the pop and just hit my face and i can't remember de- like probably i definitely can't remember the rest of that day I can't remember probably the day after and I just remember waking up in hospital and my face was was massive and um, 
yeah, I was in a lot of pain and I'd actually separated my AC joint in my shoulder at the same time. So yeah, I had about, uh, so that I wasn't as long off my bike because it actually wasn't as serious as the first one, but I probably had about five months off, I want to say. And uh, it was actually pretty funny because I, you know, the whole thing was I was in hospital for quite a long time with my head injury and then I never did any uh, rehab for my shoulder and hopped back on my bike and couldn't barely bunny hop it because my shoulder was messed up. So it goes to show that rehab's a good thing for for your shoulder. But anyhow, the whole point of my uh, big stories with that is just that, you know, I was wearing no helmet when the first one happened. I was wearing an uncertified helmet when the next one happened. Uh, by no means was they, were they the last head injuries that I've had. I have knocked myself out a few times since then. Uh, but they were all wearing certified helmets. And I 100% believe that they saved me from much worse crashes. Uh, they, you know, I still got knocked out, no doubt, but I definitely didn't fracture my skull. I definitely, you know, didn't have any long-term, uh, effects. Whereas the first one was actually pretty scary. I had real trouble regulating my emotions and I had a big issue with words not coming to me as almost as if I couldn't remember how to speak properly. I can't really explain it much more than that. Um, you know, I would be looking at a spoon but couldn't remember what the word was that, you know, a spoon was called. So I've worked on that a lot. But uh, the whole point, the whole point of this story, obviously wear a helmet if you want to. You know, serious things can happen and I'm super, super lucky to have made it back from those injuries that, you know, probably took a year from me in terms of, well, a little bit longer than a year from me in terms of riding progression and things like that. But um, the big thing is that I don't, I don't actually see those things that happen to me, those crashes as horrible as they are. I don't see them as something that's affected my life overall in a negative way. Now, what do I mean by that? Of course, you know, it was traumatic for my my friends and family to see me go through that. And I definitely don't wish that upon, you know, anyone. And like I said, there's been people that have been in much worse positions. And I would like to think that, um, I wouldn't like to think it, but, you know, someone like Mike Aitken who, if you don't know who Mike Aitken is, please Google him, Mike Aitken. He is the arguably the greatest rider of all time and should be almost spoken in the same breath as the word BMX. That guy is number one BMX rider uh, ever of all time, in my opinion. And he unfortunately suffered a traumatic brain injury uh, actually right around the same time that I did, or in around, I think, 2008 or nine. And unfortunately, you know, he has been, uh, his health was severely compromised. He was in a coma for a long time. He's been working his way back, you know, with physical 
therapy and things like that for literally a decade uh, to be able to even ride a bike again. We all know Scotty Kramer, the same same sort of issue. You know, he he crashed, uh, not even doing a trick, just riding out, and you know had a helmet on, luckily. And who would know what would happen if he didn't? But uh, you know, enough about the actual helmet things. The the big thing that I want to talk about the whole scope of this injury uh, talk is that through injury, I've been able to see other things that have allowed me to, in my opinion, get myself to a level of BMX riding or a level of life that I never would have expected myself to get to without that. Uh, Now, I definitely don't want people to go out and try and hurt themselves. But for me, I feel like you don't really get to see what's good until you've been in some place bad. And when I was injured, all I could think about was just wanting to ride my bike. I didn't even really care about how well I could ride my bike. All I wanted to do was ride it because it gave me so much joy and so much happiness and it kept me connected with my friends and there was so many positive benefits to just riding that maybe get overlooked when you're just in it, riding at a certain level every day. So it was a real reality check for me and a a real perspective change for me to be able to identify that BMX just by riding down the street was something that was good for my soul and something that made me a better person. And when I did get back on to my bike, especially the first time after so long, I spent a long time just riding down the street as in like around the streets, you know, doing manuals, bunny hops, nothing scary or crazy or not even really fast manuals or anything like that. And just the feeling of simplicity with BMX really meant a lot to me. So, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting uh, way to look at things, you know, once you hit, I guess, rock bottom, there's nowhere to go but up. And for me, that was a big lesson that I learned. Another lesson that I learned from from injury is that uh, I was able to adopt, I guess, a, a mindset that I might not have adopted prior to hurting myself. I mean, when I initially hurt myself and I was having the issues with my cognition and not being able to think of words and and speech and things like that. I took it upon myself to learn about the brain. I actually bought a a couple of books. Uh, One of them was called Mind's Eye by Oliver Sacks. And another one was called The Brain That Changes Itself by Norman Deutsch. And they... Uh, about well the brain that changes itself was about neuroplasticity and the idea that you 
your brain can is malleable and can learn from different things. Now, I'm definitely not the smartest person out there, but even just being able to read and a little bit comprehend some of the ideas, like those books are a little bit over the scope of my IQ, or at least they were when I was 21. Uh, but you know, I could I could understand that my brain had more to give than what I was letting it do prior to injuring it and that uh, that actually allowed me to uh, find another book which was the first audio book that I ever you know read uh, ever listened to and it was actually called Super Brain I'm bringing it up on the screen right now so yeah su- Super Brain was uh, unlocking the explosive power of your mind to maximize health happiness and spiritual well-being Sounds pretty crazy, but that uh, that audiobook for me was life-changing, especially I really needed it at, at that point. I was, you know, not writing. I was thinking far out. I'm so, st- I'm stuck. I'm stuck in this way that I am right now. I'm not, I'm not doing the thing that I love. And that book helped me to understand that I can just adopt this learning mindset and I don't have to be stuck you know you there's uh an analogy that they use in the book that is you know when you're younger and someone cuts you off in traffic it doesn't really matter you're just like whatever it's not even a big deal but when you're older uh people can fly off the handle when that happens and it's because they get stuck in the world that they see the world as needing to be Whereas if you decide that you can have any experience to or you can feel any way to any experience, then that way, you know, you can see an experience like crashing and be like, you can either have the experience of, oh, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me and I can be depressed or you can see it and be like, okay, what's this is my chance to do something different. This is my chance to learn. But uh, yeah, that book helped me a lot. You know, it actually helped me to um, yeah not limit my experiences and to understand that I could take the crash and be really bummed out and be waiting, counting the days to ride again and not make use of my time. Or I could uh, take that time and be like, you know what, I've got the opportunity here to make, uh, enrich my life in other ways. So you know, that's helped me to find other uh, passions. Like I said on the last podcast with Brandon Lupos, you know, uh, a big passion of mine has been fitness and, um, you know, just taking care of myself so that if I do crash, I can be more resilient. Uh, and it kind of helps with my mental fortitude as well and plenty of other things, a whole gamut of things that I'm sure you could learn if you went and had a look at that um, avenue of life, but not here to talk about fitness. Here to talk about BMX, but yeah, it's a you know it's a big thing. I think that injuries come and go. There's a time when you won't even remember that that injury occurred. Like at that point in time, that's the head injuries that I had were the most significant things that had ever happened to me in my life, and now I look back on it it's only because i'm talking about it now that i can even really remember what happened i mean sure 
it was big at the time, but not as big a deal as as um as you think it is when you, it's going on to you. So, if you're struggling through an injury right now, I would definitely recommend you know just adopting that learning mindset, understanding that uh, you know you're not your thoughts and you can control your thoughts and steer the narrative to wherever you want to go um and you know that might help you it's it, it helped me so i was able to to take my mindset and to make my mind tell my brain that everything's going to be okay and then all of a sudden you feel better and you are able to see other things other opportunities around you that allow you to grow as a person and then when you get back on your bike you're even more uh well-rounded than you ever were so yeah take take uh my example you know uh any way that you want hopefully it it it, uh resonates with you uh if you're going through an injury please and you're feeling down about it please reach out i don't i don't mind people you know hitting me up in my uh dms or emailing or anything like that uh exciting couple of uh weeks coming up we're planning for the act jam october uh six seven eight seven eight nine um the date escapes me right now but yeah october gonna be a big one for bmx we've actually got a really cool uh thing that's dropping pretty soon that i won't talk about just yet but keep your eyes out because i'm i'm really excited about what we've been working on and i think it's going to be a, a game changer for the bmx scene um so yeah keep an eye out please leave this video a like if you're watching it on youtube uh go to spotify rate us five stars listen to all the episodes subscribe all that jazz Really appreciate it, guys. Thanks for listening so far and see you on the next one. Bye.